Uh, with me in the studio, I've got Sam Foss, who is the director of U-Turn Homeless Ministries. And we've been chatting a lot about looking at how we can treat homeless people with dignity. And your organization does a lot more than that. It oh. works with a whole lot of people yeah. to uplift people. Tell us about that. Lindsay, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here and to share with uh, you and the listeners what we do. Um, so U-Turn was uh, founded in 1997, um, so this year we're 20 years old, and basically we exist to help homeless people to leave the streets for mm. good. We believe there's life after homelessness, mm. and so we want to um, draw alongside individuals and help them acquire the skills that they need and the opportunities and experiences that they need to leave the streets for good. So um, over the 20 years, we've developed this whole pathway of how people can leave the street, a pathway out of poverty. Mm. And I, I liked a simple thing that you had, which is a dignity bin. Um, even the simplicity of the design and the coloring yeah. so that, that people and, and, and businesses can actually partner with you um, simply by having a bin. You know. Yes, so those bins, how they work, um, we place them all over the uh, community mm. and we ask the community to donate primarily second-hand clothing, mm. but sometimes any uh, there's a myriad of other things that mm. they can um, mm. donate as well, but primarily they're second-hand clothing. Mm. And we then have a, a driver that collects from all of these bins throughout Cape Town and brings it to our headquarters where we run a laundry. Mm. And the laundry is run by guys that are currently on our program, and they will then sort it. And some of the clothes then goes to five charity shops that we run. Mm. And the charity shops are all manned by homeless people mm. that are now on our program mm. and are learning new skills, uh, learning how to be employed mm. um, yeah, so that is that is how those bins feed yeah, our so it's program. By the people, for the people. Exactly, and and, and it's, it's a, a one, It's a, all about cycles, isn't it? Yeah, it's a prolonged uh, program. We we have seen um, that to tie someone to a very short uh, kind of life skills course or mm. a short experience and a short exposure to mm. new ways of thinking mm. often doesn't last. And mm. so over the years, we've experimented mm. and experimented, and eventually we worked out if we can give people an employment opportunity mm. that. On average at the moment at U-Turn last two to three years, mm. Um, mm. then people really acqu uh, acquire the new skills that they need to become employable in the open labor market. Mm. So while the guys are working at the stores or in the laundry mm. or even in our service center, which is even mm. earlier in mm. the program, mm. um, uh, once a week they come to our head office and then they'll uh, – be trained by an uh, English trainer, an IT trainer. We've got occupational therapists that work with individuals. So mm. it's a very rich program mm. of equipping people with new skills. And it's sustainable. It's not just a little burst. Exactly. Um, uh, I mean, of our turnover yeah. last year, half of our turnover was generated through our own um, kind of activities through the mm. stores or also mm. some software consulting that we do for the nonprofit sector. So it, it really, we really strive to be responsible and as sustainable as we can be mm. um, but we are obviously grateful for donations because you know without mm. donations we can't ca uh, cover the shortfall that we have of the true cost of rehabilitating individuals because yeah. so often people really have a desire to get off the street but the reality is that there are all sorts of pressures i was um, amused when i was reading on your website you had somebody by the name of paul who was saying that um, he was more terrified about learning to use uh, a mouse. You were talking about IT in yes, your thing. Computer, to, yeah. to learning to use the IT mouse to work the computer than he was of getting shot by gangsters. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it kind of brought home to me the fact that 
for a lot of homeless people, the life they know, um, gangsterism, crime, drugs, um, that incredible circle of um, lack of hope, is mm. it, it's so easy to slip back into. Yeah. And I think, uh, um, you know, if through whatever hardship or whatever caused the individual to land up on the street, um, if they stay on the street long enough, that mm. becomes familiar to an individual. Mm. Mm. And there is a community amongst the homeless that is accepting and is uh, inviting. Mm. And to break away from that is very hard. Mm. And so – and. And some of the things that we take for granted, perhaps uh, living in homes and things, mm. are not obvious and and accessible to people on the street. Things mm. like using a computer, using the internet. Mm. Um, a lot of our guys struggle with literacy, mm. um, and and these are things that we take for granted. But mm. if mm. you've never experienced it, if you came through a, a kind of broken society, then having those opportunities is absolutely life changing mm. and. Um, that is exactly what we strive to give people through our life change program is the opportunity to acquire these new skills. Some people say to me, why does your t program take two to three years to mm -hmm. deliver? Mm -hmm. And we say, well, the average parent will take 18 years to prepare mm -hmm. their precious one for work in the open labor market. Mm -hmm. We're trying to cram a lot of that development into two years. Yes. And so it is a, it's a and, steep learning curve. And it's not just about getting people off the street. And I think that's where people think, well, you know, why isn't somebody doing anything? Well, of course, people are off the street. Um, but it's almost like a default setting. And so when things, you know, when life happens, mm -hmm. uh, people can often feel... Uh, once again, that they sucked down into the underbelly. And what yeah. you're doing is you're, you're not only giving them resources and skills mm. to get to the point where they can, they can be, uh, be, be their better selves, if you like, um, almost in a way that they've never known before. But you also give them support. Yeah. And I think that's the critical thing. You're not saying, well, we know you're off the street. We're giving you this yeah. course. Okay, there you go. Bye. You know. Yeah. Now, mm. I think um, the whole program is designed to not only teach the theory of how do you make life work for yourself, mm. but to give people the opportunity to apply that mm. and to bed it down so that these yes. new habits become bed it down. I like habit that. for me. And yes. the, for instance, money management skills. Mm. Um, very few of our guys, when they come to us, have budgeting skills, know mm. how to record um, their finance, their, their mm. spending, mm. how to make sure that they're spending enough in mm. or only what they had planned to spend in certain mm. categories of mm. spending. And so we're teaching new skills, mm. but it takes time for an individual to practice that skill mm. to the point where it becomes second nature, where it becomes my habit. Mm. And that's the beauty of the program is that because we've created these workspaces through our social enterprises, the shops and the laundry and our service center, we, we really give people opportunity to apply what they learn mm. and try and fail and learn from that and reflect mm. on that. And mm. that, that weekly sessions with uh, occupational therapists and our teaching staff, that, that really gives people that opportunity to reflect and learn from that. Mm. So we really mm. are um, you know, privileged to be in that position to give people those opportunities. And I think the, when you think about homelessness, it's such a complex issue. Mm. What drives people to be on the street? Sometimes we will drive past the park and we'll just think, oh, this person is very lazy. Why are mm. they sleeping in the park? Mm. Not realizing um, that it's a complex web of factors that drive people to the streets. Mm. I mean, the simplest way I can explain it, I guess, is to say people will become homeless if 
they have not got an ability to earn an income and you combine that with a poor support network. Mm-hmm. When those two things combine, you, you haven't got income and you haven't got someone else that can carry you, then sooner or later you are going to become homeless. Mm-hmm. Now, under you know what makes people employable or what allows them to earn an income, there's various things that feed into that. Mm-hmm. The most obvious is have you got employment, uh, employable skills mm-hmm. or um, have you got experience that we can employ? Mm-hmm. But if you scratch under the surface a little bit, you discover, oh, but there's a lot of new uh, additional elements that feed into that. Things like psychological development, things like have you got confidence, Mm -hmm. have you got Mm self-esteem, and um, another factor might be pathological issues such as physically, have you got a disability, Mm -hmm. or have you got a mental health um, Mm -hmm. condition, Um, Mm -hmm. or... Uh, another factor that often affect your ability to learn is have you got an addiction? Mm. And these things, this, there's this web of factors that mm. then influence a person's ability to earn an income mm. and or their uh, support network. I mean, we know many people that burn so many bridges through addiction that mm. the support network alienate mm. themselves from the individual. Mm. And so when we try and draw alongside a person, we've got to understand what are the factors that drive this particular individual to mm. become homeless. And then often there's this combination of factors and then you've got to try and address it. And mm. it is a complex and time-consuming thing, mm. but all the joy for having the time to invest in those things and say... This is what happen, help, that, mm. This is what will help this individual. Mm. Um, and now uh, when you can contemplate a life on the streets and the issue of being homeless, it's mm. not surprising that people um, sink back into mm. whatever you know drug of their of their choice. It's yeah. not an easy life. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've we've done many interviews about what it what it feels like. Just recently, we were talking yeah. to Danny Oesterhuizen, who was recently on the streets and now is doing a a, a, a dignity project with the Argus. Yeah. Um, and the, the reality is that people who live in in, in communities, um, it's not that they they don't want to support homeless people, mm. but often what happens is when you try, and then the person you try, for example, mm. you see walking into the, the the place to buy alcohol, for yeah. example. Yeah. Um, you know, as you said, some people give up, and it's and it's actually about understanding that that's just part of the cycle, and you've got to move yeah. through that. Yeah, exactly. I think um, in drug and alcohol rehab specifically, um, there's a growing understanding amongst professionals that relapse is part of the journey out of mm. this. Mm. Um, I, I, we hold a similar kind of view mm. in in homelessness that we understand that sometimes people. Um, will relapse mm. and we want to give people more mm. chances and mm. as, as much as we can do that we do mm. um, but it is a it is a complex thing mm. and when the public try and draw alongside a homeless individual they either have to have a lot of time and patience mm. or a lot of skills or both mm. in fact mm. and um, it is it is so easy to get despondent when you see yes. your 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 uh, gracious gift going to waste or your 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 sincere desire to help someone mm. being taken um, and, for granted and we also don't yeah. want to keep people on the streets we no. don't want to become no. you know codependent in yeah. that yeah. and a lot of people are really concerned about people giving 
uh, cash, obviously yeah. two reasons. One, you said there's the, the management of it. Mm. And then the other is the, the specter of possible. Yeah. And I, I, I note here possible because we can't assume yeah. that that's for everybody um, kind of substance abuse. Yeah. And so your voucher system comes into play here. Sure. We, we worked out many years ago that yeah, cash often builds greater dependency mm. and um, we and it's misappropriated and mm. so the intentions for which it's given is mm. not the mm. intentions where it gets used or mm. the, the actual um, place where it gets used mm. and so we started um, using a, a U-turn voucher which we sell um, online and in our um, stores and, and various places uh, in the city and we are asking the public to hand it to individuals and uh, the, the public buys it. It's a pack of um, five vouchers. You buy it for 40 rand, so it's eight rand per voucher. Mm. And you hand these vouchers out to individuals that ask you for help. And on the back of the voucher, there is a map that directs people to our service center in Claremont. And that is typically how most homeless people make first contact with mm. us. Mm. And through that voucher program, we then, um, yeah, we, we provide, start providing services. We start um, giving uh, or building a relationship with individuals so the vouchers can be redeemed for food or for clothing or for um, we also have uh, a little store where people can buy toiletries mm. and um, and um, uh, basic basic needs that they that mm. they want to address mm. on the mm. streets um, and so that voucher becomes a, a rich little community mm. um, it's mainly I would say it's mainly um, used by homeless people in the southern suburbs so mm. i would say between rosebank and plumstead mm. that's the catchment area yes. and we've seen homeless people walking um w within that radius um to come to our service center mm. um but it doesn't mean that people in the rest of cape town can't support it mm. because we encourage people say in durbanville or northern suburbs or even as far as somerset west buy a voucher and donate it to u-turn because when an individual arrives at our service center and they have not got a voucher, we ask them to then um, uh, go into the uh, ragging program and earn a voucher. Mm. And someone has to pay for that voucher. And so mm. we we are, we are very grateful when the public mm. draw alongside us and say, hey, I want to buy a voucher and just donate it. So they go on our website when they say buy the voucher online rather than putting their own address in Somerset West or mm. wherever where they can't use that voucher. Mm. They just say, please use this at, mm. at the U-turn service center. And so mm. that, in some weird way, actually gives us more time with individuals. Because if I handed my voucher directly to a guy on the street, U-turn mm. gets one hour worth of engagement with that person as he mm. comes to redeem his voucher for food or for clothing or for the store. Mm. We create an hour's worth of engagement with mm. that. But if a Durbanville person buys it and donates it to us, uh, we will use that voucher and say to a homeless person, come and earn it through an hour's activity first mm. and then spend it through another hour's activity. So mm. a donated voucher mm. earns us two so hours. double dipping. Exactly. Mm. And we want to draw people in and keep them at our service center as long as possible because mm. the more we engage with people, the more we can um, influence their thinking and help them to start mm. dream of a different uh, life. Mm. And so... Uh, we try and be like the Apple store. The longer we can keep people in our doors, mm. the more we can expose them to a, d a new way of thinking, mm -hmm. the more the people can can start to dream new dreams again. Mm. Now, you're yeah. a faith-based organization. Yeah. Um, is it a place where people feel that they need to have 
adhered to your value system yeah. or, or do they need to pretend to be? <laughs> let, no, let me, let me explain that. Um, and I'm just saying sure. it because some people Obviously might want ask to know. It's because yes. the word ministry is, is yes. part of it. Yes. So we are unashamedly Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, we have um, found great instruction and encouragement in the Bible to care for people that are vulnerable in our midst and in our society. And because of that, the staff that work at U-Turn um, do what they do. I mean, I'm a qualified engineer. I can do anything that I want to do, but I choose to do this mm. because at some point in my life, I discovered, but hey, God, Jesus became a man. He became homeless for a short while mm. so that I can have a home for all eternity. Mm. And that motivates me. You know, he didn't mm. give up on me when I was still waving my fist at God and saying, I, I didn't want to hear your, your ways. Mm. He didn't give up on me mm. and he uh, reached out and he helped me when I was lost. And because of that, I want to give other people that hope. You know, mm. if I if I engage an individual and I give them hope for this life, we've done a good thing. But if I can give that person hope for all eternity, wouldn't that be amazing? And so we um, we are motivated by the teaching that we find in the Bible. But we will never say to a person, because you do not believe, you cannot carry on in our mm. program. Mm. So we will unashamedly explain what the Bible teach about mm. life and death mm. and life after death. Um, but we will never say to a person, oh, you didn't believe, therefore you cannot proceed in the program. Many people come through our program having never shown any signs of faith mm. or never shown any signs of repentance even. Mm. Um, but we will still serve them joyfully because God doesn't call us to make people believers. Mm. He calls us to witness. And it's between that individual and God as to whether they then accept that message or not. Um, and so individuals that come to us will hear the Bible explained. That is that is definitely true. But we will never turn a person away because he doesn't believe or he doesn't follow my particular faith or my particular motivation for doing this. Um, so, yeah, we, although we are unashamedly Christian, we will serve anyone who comes to us, any any adult that comes to us. Yeah. You mentioned you had a driver who collected the dignity bins. I understand yeah. that you had a, 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 a mm. problem with your car, your bucky. Yeah, that is a traumatic thing. Mm. Um, last week, uh, our driver, and, and he does about between 100 and 150 kilometers a day because mm. we've got 90 bins in the community. We've mm. got um, seven sites from which we operate. Mm. And um, he was on his way to do a pickup. He had already done some pickups in the morning, and he was on his way to another pickup. Mm. And as he was um, uh, going down one hill, a lady turned straight in front of him, and he was trying to avoid the um, uh, the accident. But you know, it was just too too mm-hmm. quick, too fast. Mm. And unfortunately, he then um, slammed right into the side of her vehicle, and it was. Um, we were, we're just very grateful that no one was injured. I mm. mean, he was very shaken up. She was very shaken up. But um, the vehicle itself is mm. completely um, uh, written off. We we This happened last week, Tuesday afternoon, and we had to get the insurance guys in, and we asked them, you know, mm. can it be fixed? Please, can it be fixed? Mm. We're hoping it can mm. be. It's our main vehicle that we do all of the collections with. Mm. Um, 
and the, the insurance just said, no, the damage is too severe, mm-hmm. and they have written it off. So now we're without a vehicle, and, I mean, the vehicle, if memory serves me correctly, was donated to us in 2008. Mm-hmm. We've been using it and maintaining it and caring for it mm-hmm. and getting and the extra the mile part. out mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and to this day, it has been functioning wonderfully. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. a, it was a, a long-wheelbase bucky, mm-hmm. um, and it's the main vehicle that drives mm-hmm. this whole program and and we're now without a vehicle so it is a mm. it is a terrible situation to be in um we have got two other vehicles because to run the service center to um run uh, various of the client pickups we mm. we need three vehicles mm. um so but this was the main bucky that collects all the the bin um contents and takes it to the shops and mm. drops off so it really is the heart and soul of our social enterprises and that is now no longer with us so if people want to assist in some way, yeah. um, I'm thinking sort of the crowdfunding model. Sure, sure. Um, can they do that sort of from a distance on the online? We would be extremely grateful if mm. anyone could draw alongside us mm. and say, please mm. keep this program mm. going. Mm. Um, we, uh, we were already starting to save up. Uh, mm. Some money because the vehicles needs mm. to be um, mm. particularly an, another vehicle needed to be replaced. So we had mm. saved up some money mm. with the insurance, but but we're still very far short of uh, the the vehicle that we would like to buy. Mm. We were hoping to buy a um, Hyundai H1, mm. um, but they're not cheap. They they're going from what I can understand from from the uh, the uh, retailers. They're mm. going for about four hundred and fifty thousand, and we're way um, mm. below that mm. with the insurance and everything else. We're sitting at ninety. Thousand, mm. and um, we're appealing to anyone, you know, whether mm. it's a hundred rand or mm. or a thousand. Or somebody rand who or can give you a better deal on something. Exactly, mm. you know, we mm. we um, we are desperate for mm. uh, a vehicle, and the reason why we are selecting or have uh, have our sights on a, mm. a Hyundai H1 is simply they've got panel, they've got sliding doors on both sides, so you mm. can load it easily, mm. and it's much more secure than the long wheelbase bucky that we had. Mm. We found sometimes as we do seven or eight pickups in mm. the morning mm. you'll arrive at the seventh pickup and the flap is not very secure so mm. anyone can just yank the flap mm. and open it and actually mm. take a black bag of clothing and and skedaddle off with mm. it and so we we've long harbored a desire to have a more mm. secure v- vehicle so so the the hyundai is roughly the size that we need okay. and and it's more secure now, yeah. if people aren't on internet, as many yeah. of our listeners aren't, yeah. Yeah. and they would like perhaps to visit one of your shops to yeah. support in that way or sure. get a voucher or, or have a direct one-to-one, yeah. tell us where the stores are. So we've got five stores. The one is in Southfield mm-hmm. on 132 Victoria Road. One is in Maynard Mall um, on the same level as Home Affairs, uh, right okay. next to Clicks. Yeah. Um, another store is in Philippi, mm-hmm. um, in the township, right next to the business place in Philippi. And then um, the f- fourth store was in Claremont, um, so right next to Tiger Wheel and Tire, opposite Abbott's College, uh, where the, the Claremont store is there. And then we've got the fifth store in the City Bowl on the corner of Rubiak and Long, um, we we have a store there, um, so those are the five stores. Mm-hmm. And our head office is in one five five Second Avenue in Kenilworth, and so any of those locations people can come to, and and also obviously the the service centre, which is right next to Stadium on Main in Claremont, um, we we operate out of there as well. And so those are our main places where there's operations any day. And I mm-hmm. invite people come to the store and just mm-hmm. ask the individual who's mm-hmm. serving you, mm-hmm. tell me your story. 
Mm. What is Get this find program the human about? Part of it. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. I mean, the, the stories are just amazing. Our Facebook page has got some of them up. So. Great. Website address, please, if anyone wants to get hold of you. Sure. It's homeless.org.za. So on homeless.org.za, you'll see our bank account details. You'll see our Facebook link and, and various, you know, if you want to see what the bucket looks like, go and look on our Facebook page. It's on there. Um, well, thank you so much, Sam, for coming in. Sure. Uh, it's a, a great pleasure to to hear the, the complexity of the work you do and yeah. the fabric of it yeah. and how it reaches into the community. Lindsay, thank you so much for the opportunity to share with you and the listeners. Pleasure.